This is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome in, friends and neighbors, Chiefs kingdom around the world to the Locked On Chiefs Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That means your team every day for free on every platform, starting here on YouTube, where we'd love for you to click that like, become a subscriber, click that sub, and get over on the notifications so you know when we do something live. This show is pre-recorded as our normal live schedule uh, has been interrupted, but we appreciate you joining us today. You everydayers, we appreciate you, and we know that you're here for it because we're here five days a week, and I know you are too. We have a great show coming up for you. We very much appreciate Game Time because we are brought to you today by Game Time. Today's episode and the whole show. Download that Game Time app, get yourself an account, and use that code Locked On. You're going to get twenty dollars off of your first purchase at Game Time. We are going to run it down. He is Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner, the the guy that's going to give you all this QB stats, the analytics that you're looking for, particularly the capology. It's about to be a very busy couple of months. For Mr. Chris Clark, I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, the home of the athletic matrix that gets you ready for the draft class and all the athleticism metrics, as well as NFL33.com for all your team building and draft needs, as well as RGR football on top of that. We are going to get down to what comes next for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Jones's future. What's it going to look like? How is this going to unravel? What has to happen? That's coming up later in the show. In Spags, we trust that the T-shirt says it all, but we're going to tell you just how different that is for Steve Spagnuolo versus another coach around the league and what the extension that he just got means. And we are also going to take a look at the guy that drives the bus, stirs the drink, whatever you want to call it, Patrick Mahomes, and his drive towards a possible repeat. But before we get started, we have to recognize that something terrible happened today when it was meant to be a celebration for the Kansas City Chiefs and for you, Chiefs Kingdom. We cannot forego that. We are not investigative journalists, and we don't have all the information. But one thing is true, that you and we are united in the fact that this is a terrible event. should never have happened, especially on a day when we're all there to celebrate what the Chiefs have just accomplished in record fashion. We cannot solve it for the victims. We cannot solve it or make sense of it at this point. We have to just say that our hearts and minds are with everybody involved. Everyone was there that had to deal with it. Uh, and I hope that you're hugging your loved ones closely tonight as we move on and try to take a, a, another look at, again, what has been accomplished that we should be focusing on. Now, there's no good way to segue from that except to put my hat back on and get back to talking ball. And I think that that's something that we're going to have in, in common with a lot of folks around Chiefs Kingdom, and particularly about the team. And nobody epitomizes that more from, from the second this game ended until its conclusion. And, and this Super Bowl was so unique. We're going to break it down for you, folks. We're going to go in depth over the next week or two in how many things had to go right and what the situational plays were, who who stood out on X play. We're going to dig into the weeds with you. So join us. Make sure you're subscribed because it's going to be the most depth that we've gone to on any one Super Bowl. And uh, hopefully we'll get to do that again as well. But from its very conclusion, I mean, like the second it was over, Patrick Mahomes was ready to start talking about the bigger picture. And that bigger picture, the only way to get there is to do something that's never been done before, and that is to three-peat. 
it's it's tough enough. I don't know how you feel after this game, Chris. It's tough enough to do it twice back to back, back to back to back. Unlike what I said yesterday, is a feat that I'm having trouble wrapping my head around right now. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, you look at it, and we've talked about this a couple of times already about the length of time that they're having to play, the length of time that they're in season mode, uh, the wear and tear that it's going to take on their bodies. And yeah, you can take a couple months off, and they'll have a couple months. They don't. They won't start. You know, really, their training program until April or May, um, so they can do that. But I mean, they're going to be working out. That's just the way things go in the NFL. You're not going to stop working out uh, because it's not the season. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's a grind. It's a huge grind. I mean, you're talking about a full another month of football, um, you know, with the 17 games and luckily most of the star players got a chance to have a little bit of a break before this playoff started. Uh, but you still have other guys that didn't get, get that chance. So, um, you know, looking forward, looking at what Mahomes is talking about and looking at the dynasty talk and, uh, looking at the three Pete, I mean, it has never been done before. This league is supposed to have parity. This league is supposed to be a situation where, you know, you don't have the same teams in the playoffs and the Super Bowl every year. Uh, you usually have a pretty decent amount of turnover in the playoffs. Um, and they still kind of do that to an extent. But the reality is, is that this is a quarterback driven league. And as long as that is the case, which I don't foresee a change in the near future, the Chiefs are going to be at the top. The Bills are going to be up there. If Joe Burrow can stay healthy, they're going to be up there. Any of the teams that have one of the top five QBs or close to the top five QB are always going to be in the playoff hunt and always going to be looking at the Super Bowl. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I should throw him out there as well. Uh, but at this point, you have the best QB in the world in in Patrick Mahomes, and he's ahead above everybody else. He really is. And you're right. It's a difficult task, it's just not just on the field, although I appreciate Mahomes' focus. On, on what that historically would be to be the first team to accomplish that. But it's so difficult, and there's so many things that can distract you or, or pull you away from that. It reminds me, uh, as a kid growing up, you know, we used, we used to try to tightrope walk across split rail fences. Well, when you when you fall off of a fence from that height, especially if, if you're around horse property, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> you know, you're, it's not going to yeah. be comfortable falling off of that ledge. And that's the same thing here. It's It takes a focus. And I think the thing that stands out for me, not just in, in what we saw post-game on the podium and all that, but what we've seen since is that Mahomes is going to drive that. And he's he's going to be, much like he did last year, set the precedent, set the expectation, and put the goal out there as something they want to accomplish so that everybody gets behind him and they all pull for that same thing, knowing they want to get back to another podium. You know, the bigger thing that it really takes isn't just, uh, you know, hard work is going to be one thing, but discipline is the other. Not staying humble, not letting it get to your head that you're now back-to-back as Super Bowl champions. Like, you can't allow that to seep into your thought process because if you get to a point where you get ahead of yourself and you think, oh, well, we can't be beat or we're going to go back in, in 3P, it's automatic, then you don't work as hard. You always have to have hunger. You always have to have drive. And you always have to be trying to be the best. And that's exactly what Mahomes does every single time he goes out there and he practices or he is working out with Bobby Stroop or anything else that he does, working out with the wide receivers in Texas, which I'm sure there's going to be a ton of this year. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's it's all of those things. I mean, you have to be looking to improve every single day. It doesn't have to be a 100% approval. It's you try to get 1% better every single day. And as long as you're doing that, 
you're going to continue to get better and better every single day. And, and that's going to build and that should lead you to a Super Bowl, especially when you're talking about a guy like Mahomes, who's already better than everybody else in the NFL. And that's the reality. He is the best player in the NFL. And if he keeps getting 1% better, generally speaking, that's probably going to keep him ahead of the curve. The one thing that I will say is he always has something to focus on every year. And I'm really curious to see what it is this year because he doesn't have a ton of holes in his game right now. And he's worked back from the things that, that we have said in the past yeah. were things to work on. So the list is shortening. And I think that just having that out there as the goal that he's driving for, everyone else will then follow behind. He He's going to break the trail no matter what. But I hope that they wait a little bit. I hope they take a couple of weeks off because this grind uh, of 20 season games, I'm sorry, 20 game seasons, just can't go on forever. You got you to take, uh, I think now, an even more drastic approach to your recovery and your rest here um it, it's much more than just taking a couple of weeks off it's got to be uh, a proactive rest time you know what i mean there's all kinds of well, therapies and treatments guys use around the league and i'm glad you pointed that out because that's the other part of it is that mahomes takes care of his body and he takes care of it well and it's i'm not talking just what he does with bobby stroop it's also you know that his fitness and his what he is taking into his body and, and what he's eating and how he's eating and all of that is also carefully thought of um, may not look like it at times as he would say he's got the dad bod but uh, he knows what he's doing and he knows how, how to recover and there's lots of different products out there that can help with that and I'm not just talking about him it goes for everybody uh, all of the NFL players that are going through a 21 game season which is what they did this year um, I mean that's rough you have to find a way to do it and, and that doesn't count the training camp that doesn't count the practices that didn't count the preseason um, all of it. But the thing that you have to be encouraged by, and this is kind of weird to say now after the Super Bowl, but it sounded like at practice in Las Vegas, the team wanted to go in pads. The team was excited to go in pads. They wanted that. They wanted that physicality. They wanted that, you know, ability to get better and, and really challenge each other. That is a great sign going forward. And it sets the precedent. And yep. It gives all these young guys, whether they're rookies, which truly I think get the most benefit, or older guys, that that's the expectation. That's how we go about things here in this franchise. And that's that's trust in the organization. There's there's also a lot of trust that has to go into who's calling the shots. Steve Spagnuolo really has made a turnaround since coming to this franchise. What does it mean now that he's been extended? And if you didn't know that, we're going to run it down for you on the backside of this. This next segment is brought to you by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You might be thinking about the same thing this week. I am super excited about this Chiefs team. Back-to-back -back champions is something that you haven't seen in almost 20 years. They are now on their way trying to get to a three-peat. That would be fantastic. And they have the best QB in the NFL. That is, they're in a situation where they should be able to uh, have a great chance to dominate next year and get back to the Super Bowl and try to win their third in a row. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports teams, and it can. And it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on.
Brian would like to sit, talk to us about Spags. Really quick, before we get there, I would say the Chiefs already made a move last week before the Super Bowl. They brought back Joe Cullen, huge piece. And now we get to find out that Spags is back. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, not well publicized. Uh, came out and I think it was very timely and I think it was a super great move. There's no salary cap on coach spending. It doesn't matter what the extension is. And we're not going to know the numbers. I, I'm just going to tell you guys that before we start getting questions, we're not going to get the numbers on Steve Spagnuolo's contract. All we know is that it's been extended. I don't even know for how long. Maybe I missed it, but usually they don't even put those numbers out into the wind. So, no, we're lucky to get Andy Reid's numbers. So, <laughs> That's very, very true. Um, and if I find it, we'll put out a bulletin. We'll let you guys know. It'll be on this channel. It'll go up on the Locked On Sports Today, uh, which is our newest feed. It's 24-7. You get to see all the top teams, all the big stories, all the big shows. You'll see us on there. So please check that out. I think you guys will dig it. And it is literally 24-7. It, it came in under the radar, but I think it was a sneaky, incredible move. And there's a couple of things that, that we have to wrap around this move. A, the team is and I, and I think that's one thing that's probably been underrated even by us in this whole process, that everywhere Spags has gone, he's gotten buy-in. Maybe not as much as this where they're making up T-shirts about him before you know they're even a champion, but he's always had buy-in from his teams. And I think that that's key. And that's what makes Clark want to say, hey, go out and extend him now, Veach. Get it done. I, I don't even know if Veach is the one who, who did the contract or if it did come from Clark. I, I tend to doubt that, but we just well, don't know the mechanics. We don't know the mechanics. All we do know is that he was going to be a free agent after the season's over, and technically the season ended on Sunday. Now he's re-signed uh, on Wednesday. The team took care of it in just a couple of days. They made sure that they wanted to get it done, or they, they showed that they wanted to get it done, and they did. And you're right. He has gotten buy-in from all the teams that he's that he's coached, uh, that he's been a coordinator. I want to be very clear on that. His issues in St. Louis – uh, and there are some people, even in St. Louis, Kevin Dimoff is, is one of them, has come out and said that wasn't on Spagnuolo. He was not set up to be successful. Mm -hmm. Can't look at that when you're talking about Spags. Obviously, it's why he's not a head coach. And I, I want to be fair about it. It's why the, he's allowed to stay in Kansas City as long as he has. Because when you look at what he's able to do as a coordinator, he stopped the uh, Patriots when they were undefeated. He stopped some of the best offenses that this league has seen year in and year out. And he continues to show that he has the ability to continue to evolve. And the thing that I'm most excited about is, yeah, he's a great coach. Don't get me wrong, but his players absolutely adore him. They love Spags and he loves them too. And he doesn't want the credit. He doesn't want to be the center of attention. He hated the t-shirt, but it is fantastic. They've got him signed a long-term deal. It certainly is. And that all is because it, it's great to have admiration and love for your for your teammates, the guys that you work with every day. But it also helps you get the best out of those players. It's a smart yep. move. It goes towards not breaking up the band here as, you know, four, sorry, four Super Bowl trips in five years. It's not just the wins. Yeah. It's it's that condition. It's the fact that you've evolved. And you have to. You have to take care of that. You have to nurture that. And I will go this far as I will say, even had the Chiefs been unsuccessful in this comeback on this team, and San, if San Francisco had won that Super Bowl, and the Chiefs are in another situation as they were with the Bucks, where it's, it's just that short, I still think they would have re-signed Steve Spagnuolo, and I still think they would be justified oh, in doing so. 
Yeah, and we're talking about Spags, but we talked about Cole and Lurley. They resigned him. We're also lucky to have Dave Merritt. I mean, this defensive staff is phenomenal, and they definitely have a lot of uh, a lot of experience, and that's something that you're not going to be able to get elsewhere. And one of the things that really makes this stick out even more is you find out Spagnuolo gets a extension today, and the team that the Chiefs faced in the Super Bowl actually fired their defensive coordinator today, which to me, I'm sorry, it's a gutless move on San Francisco's part, and he's Absolutely. a scapegoat. Absolutely. This this is Kyle Shanahan looking to deflect blame. Um, and I don't know the inside workings of that. We, we can, I'd love to get with Peacock and, and Croc again, and we can go over that. But from the outside looking well, in, they that's were the only explanation. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, Peacock and, and Croc were calling for it, or I guess they were expecting it. Maybe they weren't calling for it, but they were expecting it. And I'm sorry, it's gutless. You have you have one of your best players go down on on defense, yeah, and in a fluke. <laughs> I'm sorry, Achilles pop. I get it. It happens to Aaron Rodgers in the first game of the season for him, and it it just happened running onto the field. Like that's not something you see happen on a regular no. basis. And and so I mean, you're this in a situation is... where. Go ahead. Sorry. You're absolutely right. That's a freak occurrence because the bulk of this season, this was a, an outstanding defense. Yeah. And I would argue that that was the best pressure that, that the Chiefs had to face all season long. So they continued to elevate their game. You cannot put this in Steve Wilkes' face uh, at his feet. And, and I would even go so far as to say that Steve Wilkes has now been d- done dirty by three or four different franchises in this oh. league. And that's something I think yeah. is even more apparent and more appalling. And, and I think that it, it's even crazier because – you kind of saw that it could be going this direction during the game because go back and watch. And we'll talk about this when we get into talking about, I believe it was an overtime. I'm sure it was an overtime and the chiefs are driving down the field and they've got five defenders off the ball and they're playing in space. I think it's a third and five or third and six or something like that. Shanahan called a timeout and they changed their defense. Like you could tell that that was an issue. Like Shanahan didn't approve of and you're, I'm not going to say Andy's never told Spags what to do, but that's not the way Andy, that's not the way Andy works. And that's one of the reasons that everybody loves Andy is he lets them do their own jobs. You're absolutely right. It's just a stark, another stark contrast about the way that this franchise runs, uh, especially in light of what happened just before Andy got here and the dysfunction that this franchise had and how it's turned around completely. And there's going to be bandwagon fans. There's going to be national media. They're going to say, oh, you know, the Chiefs are the greatest thing, and then they've always been awesome. And whatever. Yeah, we remember those dark days because we were on this show then. We've been through these times where wins were hard to come by. Uh, yeah. This is this is a, even more of an accomplishment given all that and given what the, this whole franchise has evolved into. Oh, I was covering this team before they hired Andy Reid. So – I mean, I started writing before they, they hired Andy Reid, so we haven't been doing a podcast that long, but we have. I was writing, and I think you were too at the time when yeah. when they were a horrible team. Um, and shout out to all of our friends who, uh, who were with us on the Check With Me podcast back in the day before we were locked on. Uh, right. <laughs> right. And it's funny, you mentioned about Andy Reid and compared to Kyle Shanahan, and now you have people that are saying that Kyle Shanahan is the next generation Andy Reid where he's going to end up going to the Super Bowl a couple of times, not winning and going elsewhere to win. Don't tell Jed. Um, that, that's going to be a tall order. 
I think we're going to have to see how that plays out. And there'll be some of the ramifications that we talk about on the upcoming shows as we dig deep into this Super Bowl victory, how it happened, and really, really take a look at some of the details. This will come up for both teams. Obviously, we'll be focused on your Chiefs, but as we always are, we're going to cover it from 360 degrees. What we're going to do next, though, is get into the future state, not just with Mahomes and Spags, but with your guy, Chris Jones. Had a little drama last offseason. We're going to be real about it. But on the backside of this, we're going to talk Chris Jones's future here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We all know it's hard to get tickets to Arrowhead, and it's even harder if you're trying to go to a Jayhawk basketball game, but you shouldn't have to worry about the tickets for the next big event that you want to get to. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports events, music venues, comedy, and even theater events near you with great last-minute deals all in prices. You can view the seat from the app as well as the best price guarantee. Game time takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets to your next event. And to see that seat from the beginning, that's the big thing for me. I want to know where I'm going to be and what my view is going to be. It's the best feature out there. All in prices, no hidden fees, all up front. It's a great deal that you can check it out. And you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. So take all the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, you just have to create the account and use the redeem code L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. It's uh, it's the best way to go about it. Game Time, get it today. It's last minute tickets. It's lowest prices, and it is guaranteed. Folks, make sure that you are on the podcast feed here on YouTube. Like, sub, and hit that bell. And if you're just finding us now, you can hit Spotify. You can hit Apple. We're on every audio platform everywhere for free all the time. You can also get signed up on our text line at 816-357-8781. Just like the everydayers, the locos, as we call them around here, the folks that listen every single day, we appreciate you. And we're always looking to have more folks join us in that session every single day. One guy that kind of gave us a loop last season was Chris Jones. He missed a few days, but you know we're going to forgive him after this. Um, it sounds like everybody has. I, I, before we talk about his future, I just have to say, I was petrified and smiling at the same time, but I don't ever want to see Andy Reid jump on top of a player again. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I can understand that. And uh, somebody needed help Andy Reid up, and then they all helped Chris Jones up. So uh, there you go. I will say this. Hey, at least it's a lineman. I mean, it could have been worse. You could have been, you know, could have been Jared McKinnon. Could have been you know, Mahomes. So at least it was an alignment. Protect Jared. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, that said, that display just, I think, shows you about how far this whole thing has come from those days where we were wondering – is Chris going to show up? Is Chris going to pull Lev Bell and stay out? Imagine had he missed a month or chosen to really hold out like Lev Bell did. This championship doesn't happen. Let's let's be honest about that. But it also shows you that despite all that drama and, and how heavy that scenario could have been, that Andy Reid still has a, a tight bond with him. He said uh, in a post-game interview uh, with Peter King that he was, he was elated because he was pushing Chris. That he was 
pushing him to raise his level, not just of his play on the field, but of his leadership. And I think Chris would agree with me. He pushed Chris Jones further than Chris Jones would have thought that he could have gone by himself. I mean, he specifically stated Chris thought he was done and he took it to another level. And look at how it ended because, and I know we're going to focus on the overtime afterwards later, but that specific play, he led to led to the only reason that they did not have a chance of getting a touchdown on third and four near the goal line. And that is a situation where Andy Reid pushed him to get to a point where Jones says, I will take this on myself and I will go do it. It it can't be done without him. And now that's exactly the, the question mark that we're facing. Chris Jones, his contract is up and there's going to be a decision point coming. He clearly from public statements, feels like he wants to return. That's great. That's all well and good. And if if the numbers can be worked out, it will happen. Because it, it is definitely clear in reciprocity that the organization wants him back as well, as it should. But there's a few things that have to happen before that. And it's not all math. My first thing, and, and I don't know... I don't know when this would happen. It should be tomorrow as far as I'm concerned. Chris Jones needs to change his representation in order to get this thing done. I don't think it can be done with his current age as the Cats brothers. It's hard to disagree with that fact. Um, I understand they want to get him paid. I understand that he wants to be paid, and I have no problem with either of those issues. Uh, But I don't think that those agents have his best interest at heart because they lost him tens of millions. They they lost him $10 million easily. Uh, he, there's no reason why he should have have it had to have a void year type contract to give him a chance to make back some of the money uh, that he would have made if he would have signed a long-term deal. They were offering him guaranteed money and he turned it down. Like yeah. I, I, from what I saw, and this was just a couple days ago, the contract he was offered was two years and it was all guaranteed. That is unheard of in the NFL, for, especially for anybody for that's not a QB. Yeah, it's – and I know we covered it in, in depth and you ran us through all the numbers last year. Some of those numbers will change just because the tag uh, amount will change and obviously the cap will get it million. Is yep. it? Okay, so you've already done that work, folks. We will break it down for you after we get through with our, our Super Bowl run – uh, one of the first things we'll talk about in free agency will be Chris Jones and the and, capology that needs to go into it. And, and I, I know we're focused on Jones, but the other reality is, and, and I, I would say this is almost 1B for the Chiefs and Jones, they got to make a decision on on Sneed. And yeah, I know Jones has to Jones. come first. He does, but it, it, you have to figure out, okay, if we give him this, are we going to be able to keep both? That's no, the decision that you have to make. I agree. And what I mean by that is the decision on Chris has to be first, not that they have to get him signed first. Yeah. Whether you're going to try to do that or not, I think has to be the decision point. And if he gets better, I'm sorry, if he gets different representation, I don't know the Cats brothers myself. uh, I think that that greases the wheels a little bit more because he did feel, and he has mentioned several times through this season that he had to make up for that money that he lost. So he does, I think, feel the impact of it and does know that, he doesn't have to push to the to that top dollar. He doesn't have to beat Aaron Donald money to still get himself handsomely paid, set up for the rest of his life, and get a chance to run it back for a three-peat. I, I think that's an important fact. And so 
once the agent's in place, and, and I, I sincerely believe this is not to run down one agent, but I don't think the bridge can be unburnt at this point. So that's one thing. But then it's about creating the cap space, something you are definitely knowledgeable at. And we know the rumors about Patrick's contract being possibly reworked right now. Is it a direct correlation in your mind? No, because okay. the reality is, is it doesn't matter what you pay Chris Jones. You don't have to have a huge cap hit in your one, and, they, and he won't. Uh, I mean, they could give him a three-year deal and it's going to be a little bit higher than normal because you're doing a three-year deal versus a four- or five-year deal uh, with less time to spread out the signing bonus. But it still doesn't have to be $25 million a year. It could be, uh, you know, it could be 15. Um, right now, they're at about $23 million under. And that is enough to get a deal done with Chris Jones. That's probably enough to get a, done, a deal done with Legereus Need, And you'd have to make a couple other moves to do some other things. But um, it doesn't have to be a situation where you have to restructure Patrick. Uh, and I said this, I think after they won the Super Bowl, when we started looking at you know, what do they have to do for 24, I I wonder if they're going to look at it as an organization say, okay, we want to chase something that's never been done. What's the best way we can do that? And I'm going to have some stuff on Chiefs Corner over the next couple of weeks talking about how do you free up as much possible cap space as you possibly can. Uh, so that's going to be cutting some people. It's going to be restructuring some deals, uh, lots of different things in there. Um, and, and I don't think there's going to be any wild moves, but there's definitely a couple of other things that they could do, uh, extending one or two guys. Um, and I do mean extending, not re-signing. Uh, I right. want to be clear on that. Yep. Um, they could bring up cap. They could bring cap numbers down. And then you talk about re-signing guys for other contracts, but, you know, the reality is, is with Jones, he's he's piece number one. Then you have the rest of the defensive pieces that played into the Super Bowl run that sounds like a lot of people want to come back as well. Yeah. And coming up, we're going to run down the rest of the free agents. Obviously, Chris is, is job number one. And we'll talk about everything that follows after that coming up very shortly here on Locked on Cheese before and maybe even before we get into the Super Bowl recap, which will be an extended deep dive. Do not miss that. Be with us for that, that whole series. We're going to take our time and enjoy it. I hope that you guys will too. Thanks for being with us today. We very much appreciate your continued support. We know it's moving into the off season, but this is where next year's three-peat roster gets built. So do not miss it. I'll have everything on the draft. I'll have all my film work, all the analytics. Chris will have all the capology. We'll do it all from soup to nuts until the day the training camp opens. You will find us here five days a week plus Always on all the audio feeds on YouTube. You can get us on the text line at 816-357-8781. We appreciate your time. Enjoy your night and your family, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.